0: Thanks for downloading another episode of the Bupa Healthy Me Podcast. This mini-series has been created in collaboration with some of our Boopa dietitians to mark dietitians week. We hope you enjoy all the insight and expertise they have to offer. My name is Abby Stanford and I'm a specialist health editor in the Boopa Health content team. I'm here today with two dietitians from the Cromwell Hospital. Hi, my name's Lizzie. And my name's Rebecca. And today we're going to be talking about diet and sustainability. So Lizzie, what does food have to do with sustainability?
1: So food um, production and consumption has quite a big impact on the environment um, and in a number of ways as well. So it can create greenhouse gases um, it uses a lot of water and land. Um, to produce food, um, pollution, and the impact of chemical products like herbicides and pesticides can also influence things. Um, Our increasing population and demand for food also means um, things like deforestation and a reduction in biodiversity um, occur because
0: we are trying to increase the amount of food we're producing. Okay, so it has quite quite a big impact then, really, on all of our food systems have on our planet. So you mentioned that kind of deforestation and biodiversity loss. Um, I'm not sure I know exactly what that means. So what is deforestation? So deforestation
1: is essentially the large scale removal of trees um, from forests or land. And so that can damage natural habitat, um, influence the water cycle, affect the quality of the soil and reduce biodiversity. Okay and what is uh, biodiversity? So biodiversity is sort of the decline in the variety of living things that are on our planet so that could be animals, it can be plants and it can be things like insects.
0: Okay and so I'm sure a lot of people listening to this um, will be then wondering well if you know food has such an impact on the planet what can we do to kind of make sure that our food choices aren't negatively um, affecting the environment. So What do we mean by kind of a sustainable diet or sustainable eating?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's many different ways Um, you can describe it, many different views of what a sustainable diet or a sustainable food system is. But basically, it implies that the use of resources, um, that we use resources at a rate that don't exceed the, the capacity that the earth has to replace them. So it it takes into account a range of issues. So those that affect us as individuals, and that can be meaning that food is safe um, and it's healthy, food is affordable, it's secure, which means just basically ensuring that everyone has access to food. And also it includes um, a strong food industry. So in terms of the amount of jobs that the industry creates and the growth of the industry, but it also takes into account issues regarding the environment. So like Lizzie said, that biodiversity, the water and the soil quality, and also kind of just optimising the national,
0: uh, sorry, the na- natural resources that we have. Okay, so it's a really kind of holistic approach to how, how we choose what food we eat. Um, if I'm kind of going out to the shops or I'm meal planning, what changes could I make to my diet that might be kind of better for the planet like these could be things maybe that I might even be doing already or or something that I could start doing to kind of reduce my impact with what with what I eat
1: yeah so things like um reducing the portion sizes or the consumption of meat um so that could be something like having a meat-free day each week um or replacing your usual meat dish with something that's a meat-free
0: protein source um what kinds of things would you kind of recommend if someone's used to eating maybe quite a lot of meat or meat most days? What are kind of some good sources of, of protein that you can choose instead of, of meat if you're used to eating it?
1: So some of your meat-free protein sources would be things like tofu or pulses, so whether that's chickpeas, lentils, split peas, things like beans, um, and you can also get quite a few products out there uh, like vegetarian sausages or corn It will be sort of a plant-based alternative.
0: Okay, and those things can be quite good if you're used to having kind of maybe meals that are based around, you know, sausage and mash. You can kind of make an easy swap with those, I imagine, as well. Um, And is there anything else that that you can can do? Yeah, so it might be as well looking at
1: um, going half and half when you make your meals. So you might use sort of half the meat or dairy in a product um, and then up the amount of vegetables or legumes. So, for example, if you had a lasagna or you're making a chilli, you could use less meat and less cheese and add more beans or lentils or vegetables to that meal. Um, Also, if you're eating out, you could um, ask ask about the meat on the menu and find out, you know, if it's sourced locally um, or if it's actually travelled quite far to be on your plate um, or if they have any really nice plant-based options that you can try Um, that you may not
0: routinely eat at home, just for something different, really. That's a really good idea. It might even inspire you to try some of the recipes at home as well. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have you got any other tips? Um,
1: I think as well, looking for better labels when you're shopping. So Mm -hmm. labels that might state that the food has been produced with higher environmental standards um, or animal welfare such as Soil as- Association Organic, RSPCA Assured or Pasture for
0: Life or Free Range Dairy. Okay, that's a really good tip as well. It's quite an easy one to do if you're in the supermarket just to look out for those for those stickers. Um, and then as well as kind of the food we buy or the food we eat, are there other things that we should consider when we're thinking about having a more sustainable lifestyle in general are there things that we can do um other things that kind of impact the planet
2: Yeah, I think talking about when you're at the supermarket, one thing you can do is avoiding like single-use plastics or plastic packaging. So instead of buying your fruit and vegetables that come in those packages, you can buy them individually. And a lot of supermarkets, you can buy um, more recyclable packaging that you can put them in. Um, and another good thing you can do is just simple things like re- reusable water bottles so that you don't have to keep buying um, plastic water
0: bottles. Yeah, that's a really good shout. And actually, I found that having a reusable water bottle has made me drink more water as well, because it's always on my desk.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, Is there anything else that we can do?
2: Um, Yeah, in terms of behaviours, things like reducing food waste. So only buying things that you need um, and trying to use leftover food to make other meals. Um, And if you kind of like make it in bulk, you can freeze the meals and store them for, for another day. Yeah, that's really good. Um, to- we also were thinking as well about um the season and buying foods that are in season in this country. So reducing the amount of travel that they have to do. Um, and we were thinking about this time of year and what's in season at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if you're going to the supermarket, it's it's just known things that are in season at the moment. They're things like asparagus and aubergines peas peppers strawberries so looking out for
0: those in season foods in the in your supermarket okay great and then if I'm somebody that likes to eat fish I know that there's um a lot of people don't know kind of where to start with with what fish they should eat and and how much they should be having
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a a really great resource that you can find online. Um, It's called the Good Fish Guide. So that's by the Marine Conservation Society. Um, And it's super simple. It groups fish into either like green, amber or red. Um, So green is obviously the most sustainable and red is the least sustainable. And it takes into account the the fish species and also how that fish is fished. So if you're... um, If you want to plan ahead, you can go onto that website and have a look and see currently what fish is sustainable.
0: Uh, Okay, so those are all really great tips for how we can make sure that our diet is good for the planet. But are there anything that we need to consider um, when we're thinking about whether the diet is also good for us? Are there considerations we need to make if we're sort of moving over to a more sustainable diet?
1: Yeah, so... I I think definitely planning your meals can be really helpful. So if you put some thought into what you're going to have for your meals and plan in advance, um, you sort of avoid last-minute unhealthy choices. Um, Mm -hmm. In addition to that as well, you're helping to reduce your food waste. I also think if you're following a plant-based diet, you may need to be more conscious about your protein intake. Um, and put more thought into what you might have for those meals. So some good examples of plant-based sources of protein would be things like quinoa, which is also known as a complete protein. Um, Using things as well like pulses, so like we mentioned above, like your lentils, chickpeas, um, beans will also provide you with protein. Um, And also your soy waste, things like tofu or tempeh, and then you've also got your nuts and seeds. Um, so I think because potentially the protein isn't as is abundant, you just need to be aware that you're getting enough and that you do include it um, appropriately in your meals if you're going to remove the meat portion.
0: Yeah. And is it is it a little bit easier if you're choosing to also have dairy? Yeah, so if you are having, so your
1: dairy will also provide you with protein. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have chosen not to have, um, I guess, your traditional dairy products like your cow's milk, then I think being aware of, of replacing that with an alternative milk source, um, that is still going to give you the micronutrients that you that you would get from your cow's milk. So looking for one that's been fortified with calcium, calcium, also if it's fortified with your vitamin b2 your b12 and your vitamin d um i think that's an important switch that you need to be aware of um a lot of the
0: alternative milks there out there are fortified with these things but i think it's something that's important to check yeah that sounds like some really good advice it sounds like being organized is probably quite key just to make sure you have planned those meals and you know where your protein is going to be coming from and so that you're not having kind of lots of excess food waste and things as well. Um, yeah, just getting your shopping list organised. <laughs> um, OK, so it would also be really great to hear an example of how we might make kind of a traditional meal a bit more sustainable. And um, so I thought we could look at kind of a traditional English breakfast and think about what might be um, on the plate usually and how we could kind of make that a bit more sustainable without just giving it up completely um so would you kind of have any tips for how you might do that
2: yeah so I mean thinking about the English breakfast everyone um has their breakfast differently so (laughs) typically you might have on there like two fried sausages, two fried rashes of bacon, some fried eggs, um, portion of beans, maybe some mushrooms, and some white toast with butter. Um, so thinking about how that could be made more sustainable, um, I mean, sustainable doesn't need to be 100% vegetarian or vegan, there are some other changes um, where you can still keep those meat products in there. So just changes like reducing the portion of the animal based products. So having one sausage instead of two, having one egg instead of two, um, and then increasing the portion of the, the more plant based foods on the plate. So the beans, the mushrooms, for example, um, and thinking about how it can be more healthy as well, you can you can choose healthier cooking methods, so grilling your sausages um, and poaching your egg, and choosing wholemeal toast instead of the white toast, and then maybe using like an unsaturated
0: fat spread instead of butter. Yeah, that sounds like it would still feel like a quite a like, like a nice big breakfast. You don't feel like you're missing out with that. It's just kind of adjusting those portions and choosing kind of healthier cooking methods. Um, and so if you kind of had to give somebody one top tip, you know, they, they really want to eat more sustainably, but they don't know where to start. Um, maybe they've listened to this podcast and they want to make a change, but they want to kind of start small. Just one thing that people could do. Do you have kind of a top tip each that you could, you could give people?
1: Yeah. So I I think, uh, touching on something we mentioned before, so definitely looking local. So I think that can be quite an easy spot. Um, just moving to fruit and vegetables that are in season um, or things that have been grown quite close to where you live uh, can be quite an easy thing to do but also can make quite a big difference. Sounds great. And uh, Rebecca? Yeah, I mean,
2: something that's that's been quite popular recently is growing your own produce. Um, So it can be things like grown some herbs in a pot or some tomatoes on your patio. Um, and these small things will give you a greater appreciation for what it takes to actually create food. So the factors involved in making those plants thrive and the attention you need for them to grow successfully and, and how kind of precarious that process can be. And this, this process, the whole growing process, might influence how you buy foods in future
0: and how you dispose of them. Yeah, that's a really good point, I think. And um, I actually did grow some tomatoes recently. And it's really satisfying as well to see something that you've grown become edible. But it really does make you appreciate how long that takes and, you know, how slow the process is. You have to really wait a long time before you can you can eat the tomato that you grow on the windowsill. Um, so if people are interested in this and they're keen to kind of eat more sustainably or learn more about it, Um, Are there kind of resources that they can search for online? I know that you mentioned the Marine Conservation Society, but are there any other places that people can go for information?
1: Yeah, so uh, the British Dietetic Association has um, quite an interesting document called One Blue Dot, which talks about sustainable eating um, and I think also has a bit of a a twist on it in terms of the healthy side of things as well. Mm -hmm yeah and other places
2: such as the world health organization website um, or the british nutrition foundation can be quite useful
0: that's great and uh, i know that as well on the on the bupa website we've got a few kind of recipes and top tips as well for people that are looking to to eat a bit more sustainably so if people want to search um, our health information we've got um quite a few articles there as well that might help people out with with recipes and, and tips Um, but it's been really great chatting to you and thank you so much for your time and um, yeah, I really appreciate all your input.